All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are and whenever you are, you're back on the Asian Highway Podcast Network. This is the Brown Table, a Bollywood podcast. We're here on Facebook Live today. Today is June 6th. It's uh, 1 p.m. on the West Coast, 4 p.m. on the East Coast. And I'm your host and producer, Pimo. Also, my co-host uh, to the screen next to me is Shelly Batalia. She'll be, she's our Bollywood reporter and our, our extraordinary host for the Brown Table. And both of us today will be talking with Bollywood actor Jigal Hansaraj. And I hope I got your name right, Jigal. You could correct me if I'm wrong once you're on the mic. But welcome aboard. For those of you who have followed Bollywood closely, you may recognize him from films such as Mahabatan and Shaley wanted me to mention this, Aja Natale. So he's joining us from, from New York. And we're going to be talking about fatherhood and the evolving role of being a dad which Jugal will be talking to us about throughout the next 45 minutes to an hour. Shaylee will be, will be guiding a conversation on this. So at this point, I'll hand that off to Shaylee, who will, who will start the questions and introductions. So Shaylee, the floor is yours. Thank you, Primal. Hi, I'm Shaylee Batalia. Welcome to the Brown Table. Um, welcome to our topic, the Indian Dad, the Evolution of Desi Fatherhood and Bollywood. Um, today we have Jugal Hansraj. He's an actor, director, and author. Um, we also have Primo Rohit, who, you know, as you know, is our journalist, editor, video content producer. He's a reporter at the Austin Business Journal and CEO and publisher of the Asian Highway. And I'm Shaley Putalia. I'm an accountant, dance teacher at Dance by Putalia and Bollywood film producer, or sorry, Bollywood film producer, Bollywood film reviewer at the Asian Highway. So getting a little tangled up in my words there. Um, so today we wanted to talk about fatherhood. Um, and let me just go through a topic synopsis for you. So the role of an Indian father has changed, even from the last generation of fathers to our current one. Our expectations and responsibilities have shifted dramatically. So the priorities of the previous generations of fathers have revolved around financial responsibility and stability. And now fathers have more of a tendency to be involved with the day-to-day -day responsibilities of the child. So instead of dads being the primary breadwinners and moms being the primary caretakers, the roles have shifted toward a combination of working and parenting. So the, and the focus of our children has also changed from just education and career goals to becoming more well-rounded and emotionally aware. So my first question is, Jugal, do you think the role of a Desi father has changed? Um, firstly, hi Paramal, hi Shaili, thanks for having me here. And yes, you did get my name perfectly correctly so <laughs> that's great sometimes people do like it's not an it's not a common name so <laughs> sometimes people do but uh, good on you for that and um, yeah and uh, and Shelly that explains your uh, love for Aja Natsle because oh. you're a dance teacher so that explains exactly yeah so firstly I'm happy to be here and um, and to answer your question yes I think things have changed now I think with the whole uh, you know, dynamic uh, for Desi fathers here, I guess, if, if I can use that term, uh, over the years. I think now, uh, you know, uh, families are more nuclear, um, you know, it's just smaller families, everyone's working, you know, everyone's con contributing to the household. So I guess, you know, roles keep changing as the situation demands it, right? So sometimes, you know, dad takes over, Sometimes mom takes over this responsibility and, you know, dad takes over that one and vice versa. So I think whatever works best for families is now, I think that's what's happening in an ideal situation where everyone's pitching in uh, as it should be. And I think it's just great. Um, so what do you think the overall differences 
are and how you were raised and then how you're raising your child. Yeah. So, well, I, unlike when I was growing up, I mean, the common thing was to live in a big joint family back in India, but I didn't live in a joint family. I lived just with my parents and my older brother. So it was just four of us, uh, very, very close knit. Um, so in that sense, it wasn't a typical, you know, the, as one would generalize, you know, the Indian, you know, big, the big, big Indian household with, with, your, with, the, with the grandparents and, you know, all that stuff, uh, which didn't happen with me. But so I guess I'm, I'm quite, I've, I've settled into this mode pretty easily. It's, it's not been a jarring kind of situation for me, but as I said, it was, it was a very, um, uh, I think, democratic process, I think, growing up, you know, and I, I appreciate that because um, I saw how my dad and mom were. Mom used to work when my older brother was uh, born, even after he was born. She was, she was a teacher for, I think, primary kids. And my father ran his own business. He was a sportsman as well. He was a professional cricketer, played state level and all that. But mom chose uh, to give up teaching after I was born because apparently it was quite a handful. <laughs> as I'm finding out now, my, my little toddler is. But uh, so that was out of choice. There was no like, you know, that there was no fixed role that mom has to stay home and dad has to work. That was mom's choice because she wanted to give, uh, I guess I demanded more, more attention from mom more than dad. So she chose to, but even, even my dad, like he took a lot of responsibility of, um, of parenting, which unlike those days, it, it wasn't very common in those days. You know, it was, it was very well demarcated. Mom is the housewife. She cooks or supervises the cooking, takes care of the kids. Dad goes to office and earns that that was how the general idea was. But my father would like make sure he's home at 5 p.m. every day so that by 5.30 when we are, you know, all, you know, we have had some refreshments and done a little bit of homework, he would be playing cricket with us and our friends. So for him, that was very precious. On weekends, I was always, uh, even growing up, by the time I was a teenager in college, um, my father was very hands-on. I used to have these lunch dates with him and then play snooker and stuff. He used to beat me every time, but my first beer was with dad. So it was a very friendly kind of, uh, I've seen my, how my mom and dad interacted. So I'm pretty lucky, I think that way. And I'm trying to bring that into my little family here. What do you think that your dad did that really has affected the way you're parenting like what were the things that he brought I mean you mentioned the lunch dates and playing sports yeah, with you yeah, and your friends yeah. so what are the things that you really like that stood out number one that were very different like you said your dad yeah, I think I think he he made time he he made us his priority so a lot of like friends I know like their dads obviously very busy doing very well ambition is a very good thing also but I guess it has to have a balance um my for for him mom, my brother and I, we were the priority. We were his world, you know, so work was secondary. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a means to an end. It wasn't the main thing and it was okay. That's what he does to be able to enjoy this, you know? So um, that's what I learned from him. And I learned to respect, I think he respected my uh, mom and her choices and he respected uh, us. He never imposed anything on my brother and I never, never did that. Um, he would, I think, give us good values and then we were left to uh, figure stuff out, you know, make our mistakes fall down. Uh, he would be there to, you know, uh, whenever we needed with a word of encouragement or, you know, um, some fighting words like fight back or whatever, you know, his, he being, being, being a sportsman. So <laughs> he always had those analogies. But um, 
yeah so um that's what i've learned I, I don't know how good i am i can't judge but uh, i think my wife and son when he's older might be able to tell you but i hope i'm half as good as my parents were well i i would throw in you know effort is half the battle so just i, I would say jugal just the fact you're trying and you're making the effort is is definitely a big part of it. I think that's all any parent could do is just try. I mean, I'm not a parent, but I, I've, I've seen what my parents have done and, you know, they, 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 they tried hard every day and I think I turned out pretty good. And, you know, I, I've known Shaley her whole life and I've seen what her parents have done and, you know, she's turned out great. So, you know, I, I think effort and being present is half the battle. So as long as you're being present and you're making the effort, yeah. you're doing a lot better than, than you probably think you are. But I do want to ask a question is, what what kind of can you walk us through what the conversations like what like the family table conversations were like with you? I mean, how you know you, you talk about your, your dad being supportive, but how, how are they encouraging you specifically? Talk talk us through like what your dad would tell you uh, to encourage you to support you, like when you needed help or just how he would make things open for you to talk to him. Just kind of walk us through that if you could. Yeah, so my my father was he was more like a friend actually. In fact, in, in, my, uh, in, in the, my growing up was a bit strange because dad was the friend and my older brother was the dad. Like he was, he's about five and a half years older than me and uh, he would be the one scolding dad and me you know, all the time, which he, you know, dad's no, no longer around. But I, st- I still am a little more formal with him than I was with dad. Like with dad was a friend, I could like, we used to fight a lot of so We used to like slam the phone down on each other sometimes, you know, all that stuff. But that's all you know, in 10 minutes, it would all be, you know, it would all be hunky I will be talking about some cricket game or, you know, he'll get excited about something and we'll, we'll start chatting again. So um, that's kind of um, the relationship. So the, the conversations were, were mainly like, like as friends would, you know, he would, he was very informal. Being a sportsman, he, he had quite a free-flowing language, uh, <laughs> you know, with us. So we never grew up you know, don't speak like this, don't speak like that. We were, it was all, it was free. Of course, we never, you know, used any kind of wrong language in front of our parents. But he, he was um, very encouraging about anything. Suppose I wanted to uh, not follow a certain path, he would be fine. He's saying, his whole thing was, you'd be happy. You know? There was no pressure even about marriage and she has to be from this community, which I've seen um, other people, especially uh you know, around me in India, like even here, I think our um, parents from our part of the world <clears throat> sometimes can be, you know, imposing, whether it's a son or a daughter, sometimes they do have their views, which are thrust upon, you know, their kids about your partner has to be from here or from there, or, you know, it was like, this is fine. You know, he would, my dad was just happy I had a girlfriend, <laughs> you know, and uh, he would, he would like encourage me go, you know, be, uh, you know, oh, I hope you're still opening doors of the cars and all that stuff, you know, old fashioned chivalry he would make sure, you know, we had all those values, but he was, um, he would in fact want to know more and I, I wouldn't tell him much because I would be shy, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so as I said, he, you know, my first beer was with him. He was, he was like a buddy uh, to hang out with. So the conversations were informal. Uh, encouraging and I think a lot a lot a lot a um, lot of sports conversation I think so, and everything in everything every analogy in life was with something to do with cricket like you know so it would always boil down to some example from some match or some something so uh, it was it was fun and encouraging and friendly I would say uh, happy kind of uh, space 
I was like, your your dad sounds a lot like my dad with the sports and the and the drinking. <laughs> so, oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that this is has been the case generationally? Now, the way you're talking about raising your son, I feel like it's a lot how it reflects in my family as well. But I also am aware that I was raised a little bit different than a lot of my friends. You know, like my parents are always open and encourage us to bring if we we're dating whatever they were very open about that stuff but I have friends you know that didn't get that option so generationally speaking do you think our generation is raising their kids a little bit more you know where the father has taken a greater role or are we still settled in this thing where you know they're kind of picking up the I guess what their fathers had done I think it's a mix of both I'm seeing a um, very um, you know um, democratic spaces around me and I'm seeing very um, conservative old-fashioned spaces even in today's generation so I guess um, it's a very individualistic thing um, how you raise your kids and I guess lots to do with the influences you grew up with um, but I mean I, I feel happy when I see a more uh, respectful and democratic setup rather than one one partner taking you know the um, you know that play that traditional role playing is i think i i like that it's not there in mm -hmm. in many cases because i think let everyone make their own roles you know and depending everyone's situation is different everyone's uh, circumstances are different so why why follow one way when there are so many uh, um so many ways of you know so many types of people why should right. there only be one way of doing things is what do I would say. So I, I see a mix of both, but I feel happier when I see a more ad adaptable uh, situation. Do you see a difference in the father's role here in America versus in India? Or is it just pretty much like you're saying it could be democratic or conservative? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen both cases in both countries. In both countries. So... Uh, yeah. I, want to, I want to go back, uh, you know, 20 years ago, you, you were in, in a film, uh, a very popular film called Mahabatin, and one of the storylines, you, you had a, a, a lady who was widowed, and she was basically, you know, at the mercy of her father-in-law. And so the question is this, how has Bollywood changed since then? Are, are, are they, you know, you, you have that time, uh, that flashpoint time, showing a very specific narrative of the, the patriarch. And so has Bollywood changed in the way it's showing it, the patriarchy or the, or the fatherhood setup or the family setup? How is that looking now in 2021 versus 2001? I, I think, yeah, good question. I think, I, I mean, there is a lot of change since, uh, since then, since Mahabate. Even, even in the fact that if you look at the crews, that, uh, that you have um, more female directors coming in and more, that even they're like uh, female DOPs who are shooting films or behind the camera. Um, so in that sense, that that those lines are blurring, which is great. Um, even in our cinema, I mean, thanks to all these platforms now and uh, the wider reach and also more exposure for the Indian audiences with uh, these platforms on Netflix and Amazon and so many others where they're getting to see more international content, right? So suddenly you feel, oh, what I was seeing looks a little cheesy now, you know? those uh, things we grew up seeing. So they want to see something more uh, rooted in reality. Rather, of course, fan, those kind of films will always have, have their space because they are great. And if made well, you know, the so-called uh, 
to use a cliche term, the masala entertainers are great fun if they're made well, you know, like, um, like a Simba or something, you know, it's great fun to see all that. But even in, even in those kind of films, you'll see some, some message going around about, you know, uh, respecting women or which wasn't there much earlier um, when we were growing up watching movies, but I'm seeing that kind of um, shift in mindset, which is just uh, fantastic. And yeah, we, I just of course, on, the, on the other hand, you have the more like very progressive films also happening on the on the, on these platforms, which is which is great. Um, I just watched Tuesdays and Fridays, and I think even though the the romantic story was good, there was just little hints of progressive ideas. The woman who could get married again in her fifties, you know, this woman got divorced, and you know, they just progressive ideas that were just kind of inserted in there, but not made obvious, which is great yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be a gradual thing because. Uh, like a collective mindset is is one way so you know slowly certain sections of people will start opening up to uh, newer ideas is that your toddler singing in the yeah. background <laughs> yeah, yeah there's always some background background noise uh, he might even pop in you never know <laughs> how old is how old is your son he's, he's three and a half well almost three and a half Ah, it's so fun. I have one that's yeah, four yeah. and a half. <laughs> oh, close enough. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you know the drill, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. We they, they take time at their grandparents when I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Hope, I, I'm actually rooting for him to make an appearance. So hopefully we'll see him. In, uh... <laughs> yeah. You, well, the thing is with him, you never know, right? So uh, he's his own <laughs> boss. So he'll, he'll pop in and out of rooms whenever he wants to. I'm actually kind of curious. And I, I, I know it, is, it, it isn't fully on, a, a, you know, about fatherhood, but there's an Amazon series of Family Man. Which yeah. is oh, wow, that's my favorite. <laughs> First, I was going to ask what you thought about it, but is would that show even existed even twenty years ago? I mean, even just a show like that. I mean, right? No, 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 no. I, I don't think so at all. I mean, I've, firstly, I, that's like one of the my favorite shows. I haven't started season two. I'm really. I'm going to start. A, I'm going to start on Monday. Out? Yeah, yeah, it has. I think no, we were ago. waiting for that one too. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, you know, first of all, Manoj Bajpai is like a brilliant, brilliant actor, like a world-class actor. And it's so good to see him getting lead roles like this, which wouldn't have happened. And like, I mean, he's been around for a while. He's only playing lead roles since the last like a few years, right? right. You know, like uh, Alibaba or, you know, where movies are centered around him playing the lead character. Yeah. Uh, which is just fantastic. Like he's a world-class actor. The show is like just amazing. Um, so... I don't think this would have happened 20 years ago. No way. Yeah, and I think that this is a very good thing. Yeah, and I think to your point, you know, to go about the, the 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 new crews coming in. I mean, even the directors of that, Raj and, and DK, they yeah. they did a good job of pushing the envelope and, and bringing in new issues and topics that you know we hadn't seen in early Bollywood. You know, even as recent as 10 years ago, we wouldn't have seen stuff like this. Oh, so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So. Just, I yeah. I've, I've kind of been making the tour of some of those 2008, 2007 movies, and it's still interesting how there still needs to be a savior that's a man in a lot of them and yeah. said and now in the same storyline in this last few years the woman saving herself and it's, yes. it's been such yes. a nice refreshing yeah. change like bug life versus um bobble same yeah. storyline of a widow and but in bug mm -hmm. she really decides to go out on her own and it's, it's fantastic to watch yeah no fantastic that's a lot to do with uh uh, women writers, women directors coming in, bringing their point of view. Otherwise, it was always one point of view, right? Yeah. Of the um, of of the male of that generation, you know. Now you have like even um, uh, Zoya Akhtar is like. In fact, she's uh, she and she's one of my favorite directors. 
in, yeah. in the film industry. I've never worked with her, just met her once or twice. So um, it's not like some friend bias or something. I'm just as an audience. So it's great to see like uh, that perspective. And, you know, so I'm, I'm enjoying this whole, you know, this, this, this era as an audience. Yes. Right. So the movies are, are, are obviously one great medium, but you're also working, you, you've actually had a book come out. Uh, what was it? The, the Big Circus Adventure, if I have Cross, that right? Cross Connection, uh, the, big, yeah, yeah. The, the Big Circus Adventure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So tell us now how, how just walk us through now, just the book writing, how did that start and, and how that's kind of helping you kind of shape parenthood in your, in your own terms? Yeah, actually, uh, so... Um, um, it, it happened organically, actually. I didn't set out to be an author. I had written my, the first film I directed, Roadside Romeo, was an animation film aimed primarily at uh, children. It was a Disney um, and Yashraj production. And I'd written that film. And um, I was supposed to do a three-film animation, uh, three-film deal. It was a three-film contract for Disney and Yashraj. Um, first one happened at... I mean, I got great. I was really happy with the response. I mean, not so much with the critics, which, well, I mean, they have their own. There's just one person's opinion anyway. But like people on the street, people coming up to me, telling me, you know, their kids have loved it. We've loved it. We laughed a lot. I go, we got three national awards. Like that's the, I never in my life, I imagine I would be walking up in Delhi in front of the president of India, collecting a best director award in my, in my life. You know, I'm like, I was like, dude, this is like some surreal kind of dream. So I was supposed to do a second film for them and I had written a script out, a screenplay out, first draft. They had heard the story and producers had liked the idea very much and I set out to write it while my first film was being completed. I finished the screenplay, the first film came out and apparently those two production houses had some difference or whatever. And that, that joint venture broke up and uh, <laughs> I was left in the middle. I mean, I did do another film for Yashraj and a live action film after that are impossible but so I had this screenplay lying with me for many years and one day I was just going through my old uh, hard disks uh, and like uh, just going through the hard disk and seeing oh this file is there this script is there and, oh you know what's this let me just oh right, this is like six years seven years old and I started reading it and uh, I was like you know what a waste it was a lot of work and <laughs> no one's gonna see it no one's gonna and then I thought about it that why not get it out there at least as a book. It's a long shot. I don't know anything about the publishing world. I don't have an agent or I don't know anything. I just, I'm just a voracious reader. I've been reading books since I was a child and I still do always. Like I finish one book and start another one. So I love books. So I said, let me just write one out. It doesn't cost me anything whenever I have time. And the screenplay is already written. I'm just going to rewrite it, reformat it. So I did that and then I sent it out through some agent in the film who knew some publishers, Stry and one very big publisher in India. Lo and behold, they liked it and uh, <laughs> there you go. And then before I knew it, illustrations were being drawn and <clears throat> signed the contract and I was like, I was an author and the book came out. And then I really enjoyed that process. I really enjoyed writing and then about few months actually after my a month or two after my book was published actually out in the stands my son was born and I became a father and I was like this is cool I can I can leave I liked I hope he likes to read too when he grows up and then maybe I can he can have some of dad's books to, to read so I started writing 
second one, I got some idea um, from, from my Buddhist study. I study Buddhist philosophy. I've been practicing Nichiren Buddhism. So I, this quote I had read in my Buddhist study, uh, a sword is useless in the hands of a coward. So that kind of spawned this whole idea and my mind took off. I'm, I'm a bit of a dreamer. So I just started thinking up a story and, and I you know, thought, let me start writing. This sounds nice. Let me start you know, putting notes down. And I started putting notes down and uh, it's called, that's ready now. It's been, and now it's a book. Right. I actually wrote it out, got an agent <laughs> and I told him, please send it to Harper Collins first. And he did and they liked it. So I was like, wow. This is another dream come true because I've read, you know, so many of their books. So um, HarperCall has liked it and it's almost all the edits are done, the illustrations are done. I think it should be out in a couple of months. It's called The Coward and the Sword. As you can see, very inspired by that one quote I read. And as I did in the first book, I have tried at least to um, put in a positive message. Um, not being preachy in any sort of way, but something when a, when a young reader, young mind reads it, probably picks up something nice, something positive, something encouraging. Might stick in their head. And if it does, even in the head of one kid, I think, uh, you know, that'll be more value than anything I've done. <laughs> so, Let me so. ask you a question based on what you're saying right now. So when I was growing up, the stories that we were introduced to were, you know, of course, Mahabharat, Ramayan, yeah. and all those yeah. Amar Chitrakata yes. books. And so when we took my first kid to India, we were looking for books to share our culture. Now, my, me and my husband are two different cultures, two different religions from mm -hmm. India. Um, but we were trying to show, introduce her to, you know, her culture, basically, from both sides. Unfortunately, all the books we looked at were, you know, even the stories about animals were violent, talking about death. Yeah. There was a lot of, um, I know it was depressing. And it wasn't something we want to introduce our child to because we felt there were better ways to introduce her to these lessons without the violence so do you think this dynamic has finally changed um because it sounds like your stories aren't reflecting those the way those were written back then and yeah. are these just you know are these the primary books that are still handed to our youth so um, firstly i i i've of course read all these uh, books you mentioned growing up but um luckily i was I had a really nice library in school and I became a librarian so that I could spend more time in the library so uh, I could read more and I have more access to books. So I, apart from those, I also read a lot of other books, like a lot of other influences. In fact, as a child, I loved P.G. Woodhouse books. I don't know if you know of the author. No, he's, I don't. And I would be interested author. in finding out. Because... No, it's, he's, I mean, very thin plot lines, but just the happiest, like, you know, whenever I feel low, I mean, just pick up a book by what house, you know, they just read two lines before I even finish the page, I'm smiling, you know, okay. just so I had a mix of those influences growing up. And uh, mm -hmm. so I wanted my books to be happy, like what house books, but I wanted to have some culture and values in them too. Uh, like, a, like a much as a Katha and stuff without all the, you know, the dark side yeah. to it. So I think these two kinds of influences, what house is just one name, but I'm just like, uh, there are several others. So I kind of subconsciously, I think both these influences have come in where I want to um, give a message, not necessarily through, uh, you know, the cultural aspect, more, more about the value aspect, right. you know, the, the values rather than emphasizing on 
a particular culture because that way it's more universal right you know values are everybody wants them or needs them or you know has them right. or not you know <laughs> so, yeah. so um you know in in that lighthearted um entertaining um dreamy story kind of way if i can bring the other side in too so then that would be best of both worlds so that's what i've tried to do i don't know how far i've succeeded but uh, in fact more so in the second book because the first one uh, the cross connection the big circus adventure was for roughly ages 6 to 10 this one is 10 and older so it's for a slightly um older audience it's again i'm drawing in one more influence for this book is all the tolkien and jk rowling and that kind of it's complete fantasy that's fantasy it's, it's a world that doesn't exist it's humans first one was animals you know talking and all that stuff in the circus but this one is a world that um, is a fantasy it's like you know kingdoms and horses and that's another genre i love so now i've added a third genre genre <laughs> in you know influence of a third genre in so i have that i have the the lighthearted uh, attempted lighthearted kind of easy way of telling a story and then the values and so let's see what the book will be out let's hope um, you all enjoyed and especially the target audience the the, the kids 10 and older hopefully the young adults and I mean, so on and so forth even adults i still read all the the, the yeah i mean I, I, i love i love harry potter like even when i was introduced to it i was already in i think uh, this was probably i was already in my 20s or i don't know 1920 or something i don't remember when it came out yeah and my little niece who was probably 6 or 7 or 8 or something she gave me book 1 and i was like hooked i was like pre-ordering from book 2 you know onwards i think she i did book 2 and 3 were already out so i bought them but after that i was pre-ordering mm-hmm. and i would once everything of the day is done like everyone's gone to sleep i'm on my couch and i'm read and i'm reading it very slowly because i want to read it but i don't want it to get over you know <laughs> kind of so i hope that kind of I can I hope the readers can get the same feeling when they read my book I don't know. So Yeah, I I'm just waiting for the day I can share those books with my kids. She's still a little young and yeah, I know once yeah, she but once she starts I'm not going to be able to stop her from the rest. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, what a great I need habit. her to grow up a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they are for obviously all the kids. So Right. Yeah, so Jugo I want to kind of focus on you for a second. I know we talked a lot about being a father and parenting but you know you you kind of had i mean i just you 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 the past 20 30 years of your career just you you've been an actor you've been a model you you you've you've directed films you you're writing i mean you've been all over the place i'm curious how you transition to all these different you know hats uh, and roles how does that help you grow as a person and just kind of to walk us through how you you're able to take on these new roles and, and do it effectively first of all thank you that you say i do it effectively that's a big compliment and uh, encouraging words <laughs> i think you know whenever someone says that you feel you feel good i mean ultimately because what i'm doing is for for people to react to right it's not a solitary thing it's not a business i'm running it's it's for an audience right whether i'm acting or directing or writing or it's for people to read and react or see and react so thanks for that uh so um Yeah, I won I have won many ads now that you except producing I think which I'm a disaster at business so I would never venture to that I would have to you know now I, I would lose my shirt <laughs> if I, if I if I got into producing but apart from that I think it's all happened organically it was more 
I believe that in that saying, a rolling stone gathers no more. So keep moving. So if something is going on and you're stagnating and it's not giving you the kind of, like when I was acting, unfortunately, my movies didn't do well. And about in my career since 1990, after signing my first film, say up till now, about 30 to 35 films that committed to me, signed, have not begun. Like I've tried on pants and I'm shooting in four days and suddenly the movie shelved. And these are by big name producers for reasons beyond their control or my control. And, and then, you know, the film with my smaller roles are like Arjun Achli and stuff I've released and happened. And um, I'm like, you know, uh, one has to move. So then I moved into writing a film. Happened, oh, Sounds of New York, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, being from Mumbai, I'm like, I feel happy when I hear noise. And so anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, so when it wasn't moving, when things were not moving forward, I decided to move. You know, let's let's try writing a movie. I luck, I'm lucky I got the opportunity. What I what I wrote was liked by such you know two big such big studios like Disney and Yashraj and and then I made that film and nobody had ever made a film animation feature film in India. So like that's how I got the, the to direct because anyone they signed would have been a debutant, right? I mean, no one's made an animation film. So um, I made that, that, you know, that was, people were like, oh, man, you have guts and a lot of film industry people like, um, like Ashad Varsi and uh, they were saying, man, you have guts to do something like this, like, you know, and make a cartoon film in India and like a feel big 90 minute big screen movie. I said, I'm not thinking of it that way. I'm working, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And the result is not in my eye. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful for the opportunity, you know. And that happened that, you know, that three film deal didn't happen. I said, I moved on to making a regular live action film. Then I had another contract for another film, which didn't happen. Kept writing. Another two producers, you know, had, had liked my scripts and were ready to start me as a director, but something happened. It didn't happen. So that's when I was going through all these uh, old files of mine. I wrote a book because I want to do something. I want to keep moving, you know. So that happened and then suddenly I got an offer for a negative lead in a film in Kahani 2. Mm-hmm. And people were like, uh, you know, uh, to use the cliche, the chocolate boy looks and that's what I've been called all my life. The clean cut. And I've always played the Sharif boy and in films like Mohabbatin and Papa Ketan where I'm the shy boy. and You know, the typical roles you've seen me in and this. So I was like, wow, this is great. So I did this. So, you know, and now I'm writing another more ambitious book. So, you know, so to speak, so I guess keep moving. I, I really think if you haven't done this already, we need to have you do a TED Talk. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I need to listen to one, maybe. <laughs> has, has Bollywood done any other animation films after yours came out? Yeah, they have. Since then? They Did have. it there start a like a whole series? No. It, um, so there was a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and even like a big production house like Dharma, after we started, they started a big film. There's never, it's never come out. They pumped in a lot of money, much more than us, I think, from what I know of the budgets. But that film got shelved. Uh, uh, there was another film called Delhi Crime, which Nikhil Adwani directed, which had, which had voices by Akshay Khanna and Govinda and stuff. I haven't seen that. And there were a couple of these law drama and kind of some um, Hanuman and some uh, based on our Indian mythology. Mm-hmm. Not too many, just these few. 
so it didn't really take off as i guess the mindset in india was more like uh, cartoon film mein ghar pe dekh lenge kind of you know the mm-hmm. the parents ideas was yeah. like we will watch it at home i'm not spending like 500 rupees a ticket to go because these are going to come only in the multiplexes right not yeah because it's it, it, it's it's for an audience that is exposed to animation that likes pixar and disney and you yeah. know uh, dreamworks and all these kind of films so it was only released in the cities the multiplexes and the general mindset was it's a cartoon film i watch it when it comes on tv i'm not spending money to see dogs you know but yeah. the people who saw it like, enjoyed it and i think uh, i had great bunch of actors very very talented saif and karina and javed jafri oh my gosh like he was yeah. amazing there was kiku sharda and so many you know so it's interesting sanjay mishra cuz i think if there were more animation films that would be something i could show to my kids to help them learn i mean for them it would be a third hindi would be a third language right or yeah, fourth language yeah, at this yeah, point yeah, yeah. but it would i show them hindi movies but it has to be specific ones that they and they've seen mohabbat because that's one of the ones i've allowed them to see um and aaj nachle as well okay. but well because you know obviously if it's too violent or it's all gunda hey, i i don't yeah, want them watching that yet um but if there were more animation films it'd be something i could show to my kids to help them learn this language you know that we've all grown up with yeah well hopefully it will the you know um i mean there are great big producers who might suddenly one big producer might say let's invest in another right. and if it's it's all a matter of that one film at the end of the day it's box office right that's right. what it all boils down the profit margin right <laughs> so if that happens with one big movie and then bang you're going to it's going to be a free for all right everyone's going to jump on uh which i think a lot of people were doing a wait and watch with roadside romeo to see like um if if it if it like went if it broke that barrier and you know made made the profits that you know drive these studios and then right. then it would have been like they would have been already 20 out by now <laughs> we would have gotten frozen in hindi right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and uh, there's potential there I yeah. mean I honestly even even in these studios here and Pixar and Dreamworks and Blue Sky and stuff a lot of the actual technical animators are all from India right Of course yeah because a lot of them have come here you know they're very good with computers and softwares and all yeah. that stuff so a lot of our guys are already doing work here <laughs> you know I'm actually one of those fans who cinema goers who will sit through the end credits just to pay respect to everyone who put in a film That's what I do that's what I do too I will watch either a uh, a uh, you know iron man or thor or an animated movie and you get to the section where there's a whole list of yeah, long list yeah you see all the desi names like all right you know i do that too right right exactly you just got to around just to see the desi names but back to the animation point and 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 i'm looking at this from a hollywood perspective it took a lot for hollywood to have animation as a mainstream storytelling device yeah. i mean i remember growing up you know as a kid if i wanted to watch an animation film it would be a 5 minute short before the main feature of another film yeah. if i was to watch tarzan at the local drive in well okay i'll get a 5 minute woody woodpecker animated film and then the main film which is not animated yeah if that was in the 1980s and now fast forward 40 years you have full on feature films that are animated yeah. so i i actually theorize and hypothesize that maybe the next 10 15 years we'll see the same thing in bollywood where we're able yeah i'm i'm pretty confident it's going to happen right it's a matter of time you know yeah With yeah that's what as, 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 yeah well let's see in fact that was <laughs> supposed to be a movie so it's already the book is out you know everything but as parimal said like 
I think it was Disney or Walt Disney who broke that barrier of that five minute into making features like Bambi and Fantasia yeah. and yeah, uh, you know, and then moving on to Jungle Book and all that. He kind of took the the cudgels up, so to speak, and then they made such great quality films. We still watch them, you know. Yeah. And uh, when in Bambi, I still cry. Like when <laughs> you know the when when that when the mother is shot. A spoiler and, alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> if you haven't yeah. seen Bambi, like it's been around like you know <laughs> donkeys here. So yeah, um, yeah. So. If they still have the power to move even even grown ups. Um, so I'm sure I'm sure it will happen. I'm pretty sure there are moments in Frozen where I'm sobbing along with my yeah, kids. Yeah. <laughs> so. I watch all animation films. Uh, and yeah. I can't wait to for my son to be a little older for him to watch with me. Right now he's still stuck on Peppa Pig, which also <laughs> I enjoy by the way. <laughs> I think we we missed Peppa Pig, but we've got a lot of Paw Patrol. Although latest, um, yeah. they're big on Mira, the Royal Detective. Which yeah, he hasn't great. seen that yet, but. Yeah. He's got a lot of talking and he kind of tunes out. Yes. He has a short attention span, but Paw Patrol he's getting into now. So, yeah. Yeah. Jugal, what, what's up next for you? I mean, I, I know you've got a lot of, a, a lot of pots on the stove right now, but, you know, 10 years from now, where are you? Going by my past trajectory, and I mean, I'm, I mean, I've acted, directed, I've written a book, I'm living in New York. I don't know where I'm going to be. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm going with the flow and just as long as I'm moving, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, in the near future, well, book, I'm writing another book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just started work on it. Is, um, it um, is it a sequel to this this last book that's released or is it going to be a yes, whole I, different I, I, I am like, right now it's still in the notes stages, but I'm putting down thoughts. Uh, if it If it turns out nice, I'm spending like good amount of time and focus on it uh, because I wanted to uh, work out and be be a good kind of idea to work on. So that's going on right now. And maybe maybe a couple of let's see some maybe some acting project in the future. Um, that's always an open door for me. Right. If something nice comes up, I'm always happy to. Always feel a bit scared though nowadays because it's always such a gap when I act. I feel rusty and I feel I'm gonna like uh, mess up. Uh, so well, you have some of us fans every, every, that are every always... time I go into front of the camera, I'm like, when was the last time I forgot, I've forgotten? What do I do now? So, how how was it playing a negative role in your last role? Oh, how great. did that feel? Was, um, to be honest, I was a bit apprehensive when offered the role. Firstly, I asked Joy, like, why do you think of me for this part? You know? Right. What was it about me that you know? Thought, oh. Uh, you know, um, abuser and molester, and oh, let's think of let's go to Jugal. You had in other films, far different. Like, yeah, was it something about my personality or something? Yeah. He said, no, just it's because it wasn't. You right. know, I, I, um, I wanted because he, he's like his his mother was a therapist, so Joy's mother, and he's kind of overheard a mom talking about how all this stuff happens in normal, regular, so-called respectable households, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I wanted the respectable looking, clean cut kind of person who, where this side happens. Right. And he's saying he knows of cases because of, you know, uh, so that's why I've come to you and like, you know, uh, so I took a little while. I said, listen, I think I'm going to mess it up. And I, I, I don't know if I can do it well. And he said, no, no, trust me. And you know, so I just trusted Sujoy and, it was, it was not a very long part, but it was quite significant. It was just seven scenes or something in the whole scheme of things. But uh, very important, you know, the whole film is based on this issue. And this is the guy who's, 
you know, the perpetrator, you know, so-called. So it was great. I just, I kind of left myself in the hands of the director and uh, I had a great co-actor in front of me in, in Vidya. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always notice when you have someone like, of like high quality yeah. work in front of you, it kind of raises your game too. <clears throat> so I think credit to both Sujoy and her. And I enjoyed it. Great. Jugal, I do want to say, as a, just as a comment, um, you know, I, I know you're, you're, you're modest and you're saying you're just going with the flow, but I, I, would, I would look at your body of work and say you're a lot more of an influencer than you might realize, you know, to see what you've done. I mean, it, a lot of people, you know, who start in their 20s, doing their teens and 20s, doing this stuff, may, may not know how to jump from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and just keep moving forward. They just oh, well, it's not working out. I'm just going to disappear. So I would say you're more of an influencer and an evolver than you may even give yourself credit wow. for. So good job on that. And I want to kind of turn the tables now and have you ask us a question. Do you have a question you want to ask us? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, uh, any tips for parenthood for, for Shelly especially? <laughs> question. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's, I'm the only one qualified in, <laughs> in this group. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think what you're doing is, is good. Like it, it's also when you follow your ambitions and even if you're moving, it's kind of what I'm doing, right? I technically, I listed all those things as my, what I do, but I'm a stay at home mom. And no, but you, you still you have a lot of things you're doing with your dance and I, reviewing and all that stuff. Exactly. So it's pretty much on the same. Exactly, <laughs> same as but me, you keep you know? moving, and yeah. I think it's important for my kids to be able to see that just because you're one thing doesn't mean that's all you are. Yeah. And you know, I, I try to make sure they understand emotions and they're emotionally aware of how life is. And I think just who you are as a person is the biggest thing you can show your kids. And just like you were saying with your dad, like the way he was influenced you a lot. So now it's our turn to yeah, show our kids, scary, this, is, like, <laughs> this is where, and then, you know, also when you need to, you know, close the door of the bathroom and just take time to yourself, it's very yeah, oh important. Oh, when he naps, that's the, that's the only time I'm writing my book because yeah. my wife's also working from home now. And right, I, pulled, right. I pulled him out of daycare last um, March. Yes. But now hopefully in September, we'll put him back. So He's been home all the time and, yeah. uh, you know, she's, my, my work is flexible. I was also anchoring a TV show and stuff at that time, but uh, all that stopped because of COVID. Right. So then it just, it was just me and writing. So like it, it's a flexible, it's not a job as such. So, so when he napped for one and a half hours, that was my like run to the room, put my laptop on firstly, 10 minutes, just have a cup of like, you know, coffee or Earl gray or something. And uh, you know, just chill ten fifteen minutes, and no, then no. then start writing. And that's that's similar to me, right? My kids, um, <clears throat> one of them was doing preschool in September and on because they were very good about you know maintaining yeah, all the yeah. rules and stuff. And the other one just got back in in April, but she was doing Zoom for a while. And the two three hours I had, that's when I do like a lot of the film reviews or anything I've ri I'm writing. Yeah, they, it all happens in that two-hour yeah, yeah, so, break, and after that, a, I can't look. Yeah, it's at a the very concentrated, like hour and a half, two hours, right? Right. So, if I could add one more thing, and this is strictly based upon the conversations I've actually had with Shaylee. Shaylee and I do talk a lot uh, about, you know, uh, her, her her being a mother. Uh, we've had a few conversations here and there, and one thing I've observed, and 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 I really, I'm really, uh, this is really a, truly a compliment and an observation at the same time. Um, the one thing I see Shaylee do is. 
she's very conscious about how to how, how to manage being a motherhood being a mother to her daughter so she she thinks things out and i think that's part of if, if there's one thing i could add without being a parent myself is that that would be another tip like just observing her is be conscious of what you want to be to your son right mm-hmm. that's uh, a very very important that's something i've seen shaley do is she's very conscious of of, of the thank <laughs> <laughs> you he shows up right run off he's run off Let me shut the door. So. Yeah, Watch your no. finger. Watch your fingers. That's very true. Very, uh, a very good tip, actually. To yeah. be conscious of that. And yeah. to go back to what you were saying, Parimal, thank you for the, for the kind words about sure. uh, you know, all that you said a couple of minutes earlier. I, I do wish people in Bollywood thought that too, but they don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's good to know that, you know, someone feels like that. Yeah, well, and, and you know, it's just, I, I and this is maybe just me being me, but I, I think sometimes being at a certain level, for lack of a better word, of greatness is sometimes hard to appreciate. Uh, you know, and, and you get to a point where like you're doing all these things and it's, it's almost too easy for others to take it for granted. Yeah, yeah. And, and so when you're in that, you, 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 I think that's kind of where a lot of people are in a creative space where you do and you're so good at it. You're so good at it. Well, thank you. Wow. Like, I should speak yeah. to Parliament more often. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm feeling low, you know. <laughs> but, but I think that's that's part of the reaction sometimes is people don't always know how to respond to that. So, you know, when you... No, I mean, I come from a business where uh, yeah. uh, people's hellos and greetings to you change according to how much money you have or how much yeah. your box office yeah. collection of your last... Not all. There yeah. are some great people I've met and I'm in touch with and they're the ones I'm in touch with. So yeah. I really appreciate them. Mm-hmm. But again, I am generalizing, but for most part, that's the case. Like even... Like, I've seen people run behind me and then not say hello, the same, you know, people. So I'm like, whatever. You know. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, it's hard. It is hard. Like, especially when it's, one it's thing It's hard, it's hard you if you give it keep... importance. If, right. if you realize, if you, uh, again, thanks to my Buddhist uh, philosophy and study that I do, if you take an overview, I'm like, such a, it doesn't matter. You yeah. Know? Well, and, and I mean, in terms of keep, like you said, keep going, it is, it isn't the easiest thing to say, oh, I'm going to try this new thing no, and not. tackle it <laughs> and, and, and put the effort in and make it work. Like it is a big thing, but I think, especially for your kids to see that, yeah. hey, I'm not giving up. So there's no reason. Yeah, and the other thing I was just going to throw in there is that it, there's, um, I think it's really important that you have a great partner when you're raising, oh, I mean, I was, obviously. I was going to, in fact, talk about her too. Yeah. Uh, in fact, she takes the lead in the parenting because uh, she's just amazing. I've learned everything about parenting from her. Yeah. because i'm just following her lead to be honest she's she is strict and uh, loving in equal measure to to i'm not as strict as i should be but thank <laughs> thank thank god she's around to like be that you know the checks and balances so to speak like you know but um uh, yeah she's just uh, i i i got lucky at completely i think i i lucked and- out in finding a partner like my wife jasmine and uh, she's just amazing with as a mother too So as I said, I'm learning from her completely. I've never even been around a kid much except for, you know, when some friend has a child and you go and pull right. their cheek, oh, so sweet. And then you go and have your beer, or, you know, talk <laughs> to them. I don't, I don't, I'm not interacted with much with kids at all. So I've learned everything from following my wife's lead. 
she's just amazing as a as a mom and as a friend and everything like i'm just like really lucky so yeah, it takes it takes a village for sure like whoever yeah. your partner is whether it is your you know your spouse or it's your parents or your friends or however it is but just that collective group yeah it's that, everything's a team effort people you know yeah. get i've seen this in the movie business is all i mean <clears throat> what about the 100 people who are making the film with you you know yeah. what about the you know so it's yeah well i think this is a great high point to to finish the episode on where we're oh, yeah. approaching 2 p.m. on the coast approaching 5 p.m. on the west on the east coast jugal uh, i i just want to say again thank you for taking the time and sharing your your words with us it was a great episode shaley do you want to add anything before we sign off i just want to say thank you for uh, doing this for us i really appreciate that you you know responded back and and you're here today and we've gotten to talk to you and for me especially like I've, I've always been a fan like I can't tell you how many times I played a uh, Garcia Nicolte back when I was a teenager so really, I I've, I've always been a great fan so thank you so much, so much. for No thank you for having here. me here and it was an absolute pleasure speaking to you both Parimal and Chelly and uh, and thanks for the tips I think very um, very pertinent and something that's going to stick with me and right. I really enjoyed this I felt I'm chatting with friends so <laughs> that was great And so uh, just a, a word to the audience I mean we we are wrapping up here on Facebook live but if anybody's missed this this will be available on our podcast platform so this will be on on, on Google and Spotify and Amazon and iTunes and every uh, podcast platform out there so stay tuned for that this will probably be uploaded in the next 24 hours so stay tuned for for those and just watch our social media channels for for this episode we'll be back again in, in about a month or so with a new episode so thank you everybody's been tuning in and listening and watching on behalf of Shaley and Jugal and everybody else here at the Asian Highway and the Brown Table thank you for tuning in this is another great episode and we'll talk to you again in a month and Jugal you know any last words for us before we we sign off no just thank you i'm really happy to you know meet you both uh, and interact and you know have everyone listen to me i don't know if i can add any value to um, people listening in but it's a great pleasure that you know you know to be asked to speak on such a platform and uh, and interact with everybody so Thanks thanks again for having me here and everyone stay safe enjoy the fact that we, I think we should all feel grateful that things are better yes and just uh, keep praying for it to be better all over the world yeah. yeah I'd like to end with that you all and thank you everybody for watching and on behalf of everybody here this is uh Parimal signing off <laughs>